Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Lover of my soul, Jesus, I will never let you go. You're taking me uh, from the miry clay. Yes, put my feet upon the rock, and now, now I, I know, know I love you. I love you. I need you. I need you. Though, Though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. What's up, congregation? Welcome back to another holy and uh, beautiful and uh, 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 godly episode of Dudes Behind the Foods. I'm Reverend Tim Chantarangsu. And I'm Reverend Davis. So let the church say amen. Amen. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Yes, sir. Ooh, you know what? Anyways, I, bitches. Yeah, so <laughs> let me tell you something, man. Satan's pretty cool. <laughs> you were saying? 
<laughs> I remember uh, we had this uh, conversation. Um, so there's a friend of mine who uh, we realized that we actually had a, a friend that a mutual friend, not so much a mutual because it was our ex-boyfriend. And I guess he got a little weird, but I remember this fool because I remember the day he got fired uh, from being a youth minister. Mm. So he came in to do um, a surprise guest speech, right? This is when he was trying to be a youth minister, but he was at the time, and even for now, he was really, really edgy. So this dude, I will forever remember this sermon because he was calling out the kids at the church saying that they're hypocrites, mm. you know, for saying other people aren't godly or Christian-like when they do ungodly and Christian-like things too. Okay. That you should be you know, inviting people to this church with love without threatening them to go to hell. Mm -hmm. Great, great way to do it. Mm -hmm. However, his execution was very poor. Okay. he I remember this because I was shocked as a kid. And I thought it was hilarious. He goes, you know, what I really dislike is when sometimes we as Christians and people in this congregation specifically have been telling people that they are falling away from the God, from uh, God's grace because they have sex. You're telling me right now you haven't got that dick and started doing this in, out, in, out. And he started thrusting. I'm dying laughing. He did not. I'm dying. I'm not going to say his last name was Eddie. So he goes, you're going in. He's thrusting on stage. I'm fucking, yo, what's this guy doing? He got fired that day. Well, yeah. Yeah, but damn, was that? It was powerful because <laughs> I still remember it till this day. You're telling me right now that you that people in this congregation ha are going in and out and in. Ah, dude. Ridiculous. Oh, the best. Shout uh, out to Eddie. <laughs> I, um, have I ever told you my awkward black oh. man church story? No. Let me tell you, dog. So, um, one of my boys from high school is dude Jeremy was like, yo, you should come to church with me sometime. And I was like, sure. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I had been going to Christian church majority of my young life, right? I was like, yeah, I'm down to go to church. It's been a minute. So he's like, yeah, check out my church. I think you like it. Cool. We go. And um, and he told me, he was like, you know, it's, it's, it's a mostly black church. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I've never been to one of these. Uh, Different. Yeah, but I'm like, uh, I'm down. You know, uh, uh, sure, right? I'd love to. So we go and... But in the back of my mind, dog, this was in high school, and I'm thinking like, oh, man, I'm about to see some pretty ass, beautiful black church girls, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to some Jesus, but also I'm going to see what's up with some ladies, right? So maybe God knew this was in my heart, and he felt like playing a little joke on me because we get there, dog. I sit down, and it is an all-male black church. <laughs> So immediately I'm like, why he do you like that? This is not what I signed up for, man. <laughs> why he do you like that? <laughs> so I'm in the church, right? This, but it's still whatever, you know. I'm, I, I reminded myself what I was there for. I'm there for God, right? As some ass, but it wasn't there. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was there for some godly ass, but the ass was gone. So I, yeah, cool. Let's listen to this sermon, right? And the pastor was great. He was funny. He's making little jokes, and then so you know sometimes they have the um. The, the, like the repeat part of the sermon where you're like, look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you know, um, I got, I got to change something about myself. You say, neighbor, I got to change something about myself or whatever. Right. Um, so at one point, bro, he starts speaking specifically because mind you, this is an all male black church. He starts speaking to black men saying, black men, these are things we got to do that we need to fix, all right? So and then at one point, he's like, look at your neighbor and say, black men, we got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, look at your neighbor. He's like, black man, we got a problem. I looked at my neighbor. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and he looked back and he was like an older. He's probably like 30. I was in high school. He's probably like 30 something. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just kind of like nodded at each other. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. Let's, let's move on, Pastor. <laughs> turn around. Black man, <laughs> you have a problem. Black man, y'all got a problem. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'm perfect. Ask the pastor. He said I'm perfect. Oh, my God. But that's yeah, a, a little awkward, you know? That's hella funny. I actually started going to a predominantly black church when I was about 16. Oh, okay. Uh, it was this one. Uh, it wasn't just for black folk, but I think uh, because, you know, the community that I was mainly black anyways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the congregation happened to be more black. Is in Sacramento. Sacramento. Uh, it was. Uh, he was the reverend for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Pastor Sh- uh, Reverend Sherwood. Okay. Uh, passed away. Sacramento Kings, like the hockey team or the, the basketball basketball team. team? Oh. Offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Asian men, you got to do better. So, um, it was different. I remember because I was going. I've been going to Korean churches my whole life, mm-hmm. and the biggest thing that I was hyped up for, not gonna lie, was the music. Ah, yes. I went in there. I was like, man, Korean churches suck. <laughs> I was like, they got a choir. They know how to sing. And I would go there for the music. The music would make me feel like God was alive. Yes, bro. And it was just so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so when I, every time I was so hyped just to hear the choir or mm-hmm. just to hear like the, the band play. Mm. And then I, you know, because my father also had, you know, he had his church. There was a point where I decided to be a youth minister. I went to their church. I was like, man, this fucking... This music makes me want to go to Satan real fast, dude, because this shit sucks, Just dude. K-pop. <laughs> it's just acoustic guitar with, like, the yeah. basic drum and yeah. stuff. And it was it used to fucking kill me, man. You never sang in, like, a church choir? I would, I would think that you would. I never did because it required too much work. Mm. They required that you do that. You had fellowship on Saturdays. Mm. Sundays would be band practice. Mondays and Wednesdays. So it would be four days out of my week. Mm. And I didn't love God enough. (laughs) (laughs) Me and God had a very personal relationship. But four days out of my week, hell fucking no. Mm. I was trying to gang bang all day. (laughs) And even then, I never did that. So I was just really lazy. Let me ask you this. Actually, before I ask you this, uh, I brought you some treats. Um, Okay, now, I asked you this uh, the other night through text message. This is why I got excited to bring you this. Have you ever had the Southeast Asian, like, spicy, salty fruit dipping sauce? No, I have. So when he said that, I had to look this shit up. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently, when I saw what you were, I, I didn't really compute what you were saying. I've never had it, but I've seen it on TV a lot, specifically like in Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. where they'll have like um, unripened mangoes, yes, um, uh, green guava, mm-hmm. and they'll dip it in that. But I never had it. Oh well, this is exciting. So um, specifically, I have unripened mangoes, um, which is, um, and then I have in Thailand. So different Southeast Asians do their own variation of this shit. Thai people have, uh, it's called Nam Wan, which translated is just sweet fish sauce, okay? Oh. So to already kind of prep you for the flavor, uh, how this shit's going to taste. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Thai language is just like Star Wars talk. <laughs> <laughs> What's his, <laughs> who's this person? Nam Wan. <laughs> Namplau Wan Kenobi. What is this Star Wars conversation here? Huh? <laughs> okay, so here is the unripe mangoes. Wow. They're gonna be a little sour, a little uh, crispier mm-hmm. to the bite. 
Okay, so this Namblawan, uh, oh, oh, yes. An- Anakin, Anakin. <laughs> um, is uh, it's gonna be like sugar, fish sauce, um, Thai chilies, um, uh, shallots. Ooh, shallot. Here, oh, and dried little tiny sh- dried shrimp. I love that. Take a whiff. Oh yes, this motherfucker is pungent. Wow. Mm-hmm. This actually smells like the topping that you put on. Uh, I'm, I'm listen. I'm my brain has left after after I lost this weight, but it's the uh, Vietnamese dish with uh, the rice stuff and the dry shrimp on top. Ah, yes, bun. No, not bun bột lok, but something else. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> so, and so the you know the saltiness of it is gonna complement the tartness of this mango. All right. Um, and just get get a get a nice chunky little little dip. Uh, I love this shit. You know, of course, I I kind of grew up in it. This when you when you talk about Asian food that is stinky, oh. stinky to the unfamiliar nose, this shit right here is is right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like mm-hmm. that. Nam Nambla one. one. I love dank seafood sauces like this. Yeah, dog. I eat this shit all day. Yeah, dog. Dank as fuck, my guy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Dude, it's spicy, and I like it. Yeah, there's Thai chilies in there. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's sweet, too. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good. Isn't that interesting? I want to just take this and put it on eggs and rice. That could be interesting. Or even on, like... Toast. Oh. <laughs> Just butter and toast in this? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. that's so good. I, but I dripped some on my sweats, and I'm really uh, upset about that. Uh, you're going to smell all day. You got <laughs> yeah. you, you to change that shit. <laughs> I know. Um, and to go with our little fruit fruit dish, I brought us some white wine. Oh. Oh, man, I had a... Dude, I'm, I'm having a good day today, man. So white wine is from Erewhon. I'm having some... Expensive Trader Joe's. Oh. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Trader Joe's pre... Pre-made food is fucking fire, man. Uh, Trader Joe's has fire. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying about your great day? And then we'll talk about Trader Joe's. Oh, I'm just eating a lot of good food. Oh yeah, because you've been on that diet shit. Yeah, I still eat really good food when I'm when I'm um you know eating healthier. It's just obviously you know you just sometimes you just want the shit that's gonna give you diarrhea, mm-hmm. and it's just I love it. It's great, and I feel better. I'm I'm sleeping better. Everything is great, but sometimes the taste buds wants what it wants. Cheers. I mean, and you got to balance it out, dog. You got to be happy in your life as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck, you know, like, yeah, health, blah, blah, blah. Health is great. Yeah, whatever. Lower your cholesterol, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But sometimes, man, you just got to do what makes you happy. Yeah. And, and sometimes what makes you happy? Clogged your arteries. Yep. And I'm telling you right now, I refuse to live my life not happy. So every now and then, this is the day that I wait for. I, I look around the area to find a food that I fucking really want to <laughs> eat, and it was fucking breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. So I got that. It had chorizo, Bacon, steak, mm-hmm. eggs, potatoes, cheese, and now I have Obi Wan Kenobi. That's Jabba the Hutt. But this is healthy, though. You know what I'm saying? This is mango and fucking chutney, basically. You know? Ooh. Um. Okay. So Ooh. what I was gonna ask you about church? Did you ever get into? sexual conversations because mind you of course we are you know we were young adults in the church life did you ever 
talk to your pastor or whoever about dirty shit being a young adult growing and going I, into that i could never because i was so shy with sexuality mm. also too your boy was really hideous so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have to worry about that mm -hmm. but i do remember the first time i ever had sex i was 18 years old mm -hmm. and I, I had to go through like this internal battle of like <laughs> am i going to hell for swimming in this pool of punani <laughs> that i've always wanted and i remember like i told my cousin i was like dude I think she's gonna let me do it. Mm -hmm. and he, we went to church at the same time too, and he was, instead of like damning me, he was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> but like it was one. I remember after having sex though, I felt guilty. Dog, well, that's what the church did to us, bro. Yeah, like it, it made me feel like shit. But I fucked again and again and again with Satan on my shoulder, going, "Yeah, stick it in and out, <laughs> in and out." Hello, dog. I feel like even God was up there, like. <laughs> Crazy David. <laughs> he wasn't like, this motherfucker's getting his meat wet. I'm about to strike him down with a lightning bolt. Guy was like, ah, ah, all uh, right. I made that. I made that. What was he supposed to do? God's huh? not tripping about a little premarital poon, dog. I want to apologize to my very first girlfriend because I gave you some of the worst dick you've ever had in your life. I did not know what I was doing. That's to be expected. Mm -hmm. And also, you didn't know what to tell me because you didn't know what you were doing. So partially not my fault, all your fault. Well, there we go. Well, here's on the plus side, though. Just kidding. On the plus side, at that point in her life, it was the best dick she'd ever had in her life. Oh, well, she probably didn't know any better either, <laughs> exactly. huh? Exactly. Oh. Mm. So on the same token, my guy, uh, when I was with my first girlfriend, back. Go ahead. we were going to, uh, yeah, run it back. That would be great, right? Uh, when I was with my first girlfriend uh, ever, uh, we would meet up after youth group and, no, 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 no. We would meet up after school before youth group and we would just go down on each other. And that was it. Oh. Uh, we're 15. We're just cunnilingin and fellation it up. And but we never engaged. We never crossed that line into actual intercourse. It was only oral, right? But I remember one time specifically. Now this is after we had already kind of like knew what we were doing. She knew how to get me off. I knew how to get her off. Whatever, whatever. One time, <laughs> we're at her at her uh, house. Parents were gone. I went down on her till she came. Whatever, whatever. As soon as she came, she was like, "We have to pray for forgiveness." <laughs> And we knelt at that couch that I was just licking her cooch on to ask God for forgiveness. And that's how much that shit was ingrained in us, dog. dog I, I, I mean, I've told this story before. I'm not sure if I told on this podcast, but I've definitely told you that story where the where the girl, she was adamant that she was a virgin mm. because a guy didn't come inside her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like these were the ridiculous conversations we would have at church mm -hmm. because people were trying to fucking Mickey Mouse their way around losing their fucking virginity. You keep spilling fish sauce on yourself, which is the worst thing you could do. <laughs> you lost your Asian card, Mr. <laughs> Foe. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, and I think that's what happens. And that's one of my biggest issues with religion, organized religion. That's what happens when we're going to talk about it right after this break. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's what happens with organized religion when you put morality and you define it by rules and very specific like it's a like it's a fucking handbook, you feel me? When you take the morality of a person and you're like this 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 and this gets you a free pass into heaven and this 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 and this gets you not into heaven and it's so black and white that you have these people who are trained to not look at it with a uh, gray, uh, with like there's no gray zone. You know what I'm saying? There's no gray area. So you have these kids that are like, oh, okay, yes. My pastor told me sexual intercourse is a sin. The Bible says nothing about me putting my finger on my girl's asshole. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, I can do that. The Bible says nothing about me, about anal sex, or I can get my dick sucked, and that's okay. So you have, you know, where you're, where you're, when you're being raised to think that, like, okay, I have to do these specific rules or else I'm fucking gonna spend eternity in hell, <laughs> then, of course, naturally, you're gonna find a loophole, and in your head, you're like, okay, this is okay, because yeah. that's how you've been taught. So sex isn't good, but whenever we would do volleyball tournaments, the pastor's allowed to call me a fat idiot, because I don't... <laughs> Because I, I, I don't know how to fucking uh, fucking block a ball, huh? <laughs> which is a true story. He called me a fat idiot because I didn't know how to block a ball and I was tall. He was mad that you were getting more poon than he was, <laughs> dog. <laughs> if you've ever been to Korean church, they take sports so fucking seriously. So we would have volleyball tournaments every year. And this guy would be talking about love and acceptance. <laughs> but the moment volleyball tournament would come around, he goes, listen to me, you fat idiot. <laughs> How come you are you so tall? You cannot do this, huh? <laughs> you can't do this, huh? You, this is too pet. 
And I'm like, listen, I will fucking kill you, dude. <laughs> like, don't talk to me that way. Let me tell you this story. <laughs> we were at my cousin's house and we were playing basketball. We had I had this neighbor who lived across from me. His name was James. Mm-hmm. Right. Shout out to James, you fucking idiot. James Cage White. Yep. Yep. James Cage White. That was his name. <laughs> and then we were playing. Um, we already played turkey bowl. We were playing football. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was getting my fucking ass destroyed. Right. Specifically because they, the, they had me against this other guy named Sean Kim. Sean Kim was a fucking rugby, a rugby player and he was juiced. Mm. He was on roids openly. <sighs> Right, he would be. He was just buff out of his fucking mind, and he had roid rage. This is at your youth group. This is at my church. Okay. So this dude was notoriously known for a short temper. Not only does he have Korean rage, he was on steroids on the rugby team. Short. Another a side story about this. This fool fucked up the head pastor at his church. Oh God. Because. <laughs> The pastor was talking about issues that the church was having, and his dad goes up. He goes, well, if anybody at the church has a problem with me being their head pastor, say something. His This guy, Sean Kim's dad, stands up and starts cursing out the head pastor in front of the church. He walks up and starts swinging at the pastor. And so people are trying to break it up. This fucking Roy, Sean, you fucking idiot, goes up and knocks the head pastor out. What? I have so many. I want to create this TV show just just based on these stories because I have so many weird Korean church stories. Yeah. Knocks the fucking head pastor out. That's crazy. Right. So this is the guy that I'm put up against during Turkey Bowl. Hilarious. What is Turkey Bowl? Turkey Bowl is uh, it's uh, it's it's flag football that we play every year. Okay. But this fool wouldn't play flag football. Oh, he, he, would, tackle. he would tackle the fuck out of us. God, that's right? so annoying. I remember me. I'm a big guy. He's smaller than me, but he's jacked. He hit me so fucking hard. I flew in the air. I was parallel to the floor, and I had time to think. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You were like, I bet y'all are wondering how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what it was. And then that same day, my cut, my uncle started giving me shit. Because he was like in sports, he was a coach, and he was like, you got to get that fucking weak shit out of here. I'm like, dog, it's turkey bowl. It's for God, you fucking asshole. So I'm already (laughs) in a bad fucking mood, right? So we're like, fuck it. We started to play basketball at his house. He had a little hoop in the backyard. So we're shooting this dude, James. He's trying to fuck around with me. I'm not in the mood for this shit. (laughs) Right? And, you know, at church, I was a really nice church boy because my father was, you know, he was a deacon there and all the other shit. But outside, you know, we were doing some dirt and shit. So I kept those two things very separate. Wait, your father was a deacon? Yeah. How about when um, he was fucking your mom? (laughs) (laughs) I should have never told you that story. (laughs) Your dad's a a pastor, right? Yeah. And your dad was fucking your mom, right? (laughs) Fuck that guy, all right? Okay, go on. Yeah. So we're playing horse. Mm. I start shooting. I'm making it, right? And, and I mark my spot. And this guy's trying to fuck with me. But Sean. I'm not, yeah. Uh, James. James, and sorry. And he goes, he goes, that's not where you shot it. And I'm like, no, I shot it right here. He goes, that's not where you shot it. I'm like, James, don't fuck with me right now. Let's just play this game. He goes, no, that's not where you shot it. Starts yelling at me, right? I go red. There's a fence behind me. I start fucking slamming my fist into the fence until it breaks. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> And then my hand is bleeding. I turn around. I, I'm staring at him. He looks at me, and he's frozen, right? And then my cousin grabs me. I fucking shove my cousin off. Yeah. And I'm like, in his face, I'm like, say one more fucking thing. I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Yeah. And then I go in to the bathroom, 
And now I'm so ashamed of myself because <laughs> this is a church event. Yeah. I start bawling in, in the bathroom Aww. because I feel guilt that I that I didn't portray myself as, as a, a, good Christian. a good Christian. Yeah. Even though this guy was an asshole. Right, right. right. What so, would Jesus do, David? Not that. <laughs> hey, Jesus was flipping over tables at the Pharisees. That's facts. So I used, uh, <laughs> I went outside to go apologize to him. I wiped my tears off. I go out. He goes, David. I would be honest with you. The only thing I was thinking about was you're blocking the door and the fence behind me is locked. I have nowhere to go. <laughs> he goes, I am so sorry. <laughs> but he, because he said that, I started dying laughing. Mm. He was like, I just, I didn't know. I was like, I'm really sorry. I was just fucking around with you. Yeah. I was like, hey man, when I ask you to stop, just stop next time. But I, we prayed together after that because I felt so fucking guilty. Mm. You know? Maybe you're the one with uh, anger void issues. You ever think of that? Huh? You ever think of, you're, maybe you're the one? Well, the pastor called me a fat idiot that day. <laughs> My okay. uncle yelled at me. Fair, you know? fair. You had a you had a fucking buildup of Khaleesi moments. You de- you deserve to burn down that city, dog. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, I uh, so here's what's interesting. My I did talk to my pastors uh, and my my youth pastors about sexual things, because mind you, oh that's oh sorry, Studio Seventy One. <laughs> mind you, like I said, me and my ex at the time. You know, we're 15, going down on each other. So, um, and I was still pretty, you know, heavily going to like the youth group. You know, so picture your pastor. Yeah, how was it? <laughs> what did it taste like? Just Tim, that is so wrong. And uh, so, uh, did she uh, swallow or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's never felt it. That's why he's like, yeah, what was it like? <laughs> well, here, let me tell you, because I'm like, so I asked my my youth pastor. Well, I used it was a, it was a husband and a wife, and I was like, hey, so what? What about like oral sex? And she's like, "Why are you asking?" First of all, it was a weird answer. Her first answer was, "Tim, that's personal." And I was like, in my head, I was like, "I wasn't asking if you like to get your pussy licked." Also, asking. you already talked about sex, and like so. you're married, you know what I'm saying? But she was like, she and I was like, "Oh, okay." She was like, "Well, are you asking for like?" She's like, "In terms of like, is it a sin?" I'm like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Sex is sex." And I was like, "Oh, well, you're no fun." In my head, I'm like. The Bible doesn't say all that. <laughs> show me, show me what fucking book of uh, of John says. Uh, Thou shalt not put his tongue in the crevices of a woman. <laughs> the crevices of the female counterpart. But yeah, man. Uh, so I had that conversation. I remember specifically. I went to a Catholic high school for one year, freshman year. Shout out to Bishop Montgomery High School in Torrance. And um, they had this program where the freshmen would go on a little like retreat with the seniors for like you know just the whole day or whatever and it was kind of like you know you would bond have these conversations and you know the topic of sex would come up and they all called sex pizza right that was like the cold word it was and and i think i've heard another analogy for that where it's like you know hey man sex is like pizza even when it's bad it's still good you know mm. uh, so as you get older that is not true <laughs> especially for women apologies yeah. yes <laughs> really if you want to run it back let's do it you know i'm pretty sure my lady would understand i need to make up for the hours and hours of terrible sex i think uh i think chia would also understand uh, being that chia has has experienced terrible sex from me uh the beauty of a long-term relationship you experience the terrible and the amazing right mm-hmm. but i think you know hey look let's ask chia i'm sure Chia can uh, go back to the days I've given her terrible sex. If you've received terrible sex from me, write me a letter and we will, me and Chia will go over it. And <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Why are they writing you a letter though? <laughs> because I was like, it's... please do it with a quail and a pen. <laughs> and, and send it by, by pigeon. <laughs> a carrier pigeon. Uh, send a dove. I just think that's appropriate. Um, and I remember, oh yeah, pizza. So 
mind you, I was with my, so we were just going down on each other and I had a question for like the, while we were having this conversation, I was like, all right, so check this out. What if I'm not having pizza, but I just like eat the pizza. And then I remember there's this one girl dog my freshman year and she just seemed so turned on knowing that I was I was a, a fellow freshman that was like doing freaky shit and like I remember she was so horny all the time but I was so so like inexperienced that I didn't know how to react to her horniness you know mm. what I'm saying and as I went through my high school years I looked back like damn I should have did stuff with that girl cause she was down but I was so like fucking just a virgin I didn't know what to do like mm. specifically one time in class she was telling me that she went to the movies with some guy and like he sucked her nipple now mind you we were 15 years old 14 years old so I'm like and I'm hearing her say this thinking she's like trying to tell me like a private story but she's talking loud she's like yeah so blah 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 Ryan sucked my nipple and I'm like oh my god why are you saying it so loud people are gonna hear you right but now I look back I'm like oh she was trying to put out there that she was down to get her nipple sucked and I was such just like an inexperienced kid I didn't realize it and there was times where like we were walking out of class and she would like put her butt on me and I would just go ah ha 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 <laughs> like Spongebob <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Patrick well you put, something, put your butt on me eh? that's really good <laughs> have you ever looked back at those moments? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure like all young guys have had those moments where you there's there's times with these girls like they liked you, you just didn't fucking know, right? And those are the things where sometimes like I thought about it, I'm like, you're dumb, bro. I brought up all those stories so I could ask you: Do you have any regrets of like I don't know high school years or whatever years where you're like, oh god, this girl wanted my dick? I so years back. Uh, Went back to, um, I met this girl at a bar, right? Okay. Very, very, she's a doctor now. Mm. Very fucking, I dare I say it, hot Korean girl, right? <laughs> Why do you have to dare say that? Dare I say it, hot. <laughs> I, I, I always say that she was okay just to make myself feel better. <laughs> but then, you know, like my best friend was like, nah, bro, she was, she was hot. Okay. And the only reason why I knew that she was really attracted to me because he told me years later. Mm. He goes, hey, remember when I brought you to that bar when we were in Sacramento? And so she actually came up to me and she grabbed my arm because mm. she, she thought that I was uh, somebody else. Mm. And then she, you know, snuggled up next to me and she was like one of her friends. Mm. And I turned around and I was like, hello. <laughs> she goes, oh, I'm, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But you know, we started chopping it up and having a good time that night. And then she kept on making the joke that she was like grabbing my arm and stuff like that. Mm. And for some fucking reason that day, it didn't connect in my head, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm just thinking, oh, I'm with my friend's friend, so I'm just trying to be respectful and cordial. I wasn't, you know. And then I just kept thinking about that girl. I was like, damn, that girl was really, really pretty, dude. And I was like, she probably has a boyfriend or whatever. For some reason, I thought she had a boyfriend. I know. She didn't. She didn't. Mm. And so I think she's engaged now, but then not that long ago, maybe a few years back. Like my buddy was like, how come you never uh, fucking went after that girl? I said, like, what girl? She said, the girl at the bar. She, she was talking about you for weeks after. He said, like, you never hit her up. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, bro. She grabbed your arm and that was that was your in. Yeah. That was your in. You guys were joking around. And at that point, he told me like she was she was a Korean, but she only dated white boys. Mm. So she was in the mood to date somebody of her own culture. And mm. I was that guy. I... And I just didn't know. But I found my sweet Korean love anyways. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. So it doesn't matter. But it, None of it matters. We're just talking. Yeah, this is just, this is the past. You can't use this against me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this to 
stupid. <laughs> but yeah, we've all been there, man. Um, I love you. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Look, look, look. I'm happy with my marriage now, but I think about you every night. <laughs> <laughs> what could have been? I could have been married to a doctor. <laughs> My dad, bro, my dad used to find every excuse to bring up this fucking Japanese girl he used to date. Because he's always like, you know, she ended up being like, it was either like, either her family or something is like the the owner of a Shishido makeup company. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, dog. My dad was like, yeah, Japanese girl, I used to, you know, her dad, her family, Shishido, he's always bringing it up. I'm like. Oh, okay. That eats him up every night. He goes, now look at this. Thai frown. <laughs> he sees me eating sushi, he just shakes his head. <laughs> you could have been half Japanese. <laughs> but then I wouldn't have been me, you know? You wouldn't have, dude. All that stuff that you went through wouldn't have existed because you would have been one of those rich boys. Yeah, and I would have had perfect skin and a fucking <laughs> pointy nose. <laughs> and bright red lipstick everywhere you go. <laughs> And a hairy, hairy ball sack. Uh, we're going to talk about hairy balls and we'll be right back. Let me ask you something. What? Do, do you think about a, a moment in your life that would have changed the complete trajectory of who you are now? Yeah, uh, and it's as simple as this, uh, and, and I'm going to give it more thought after I give you my right-off-the-cuff answer. I mean, as many of you know, I was born in Billings, Montana, right? And sometimes I think... What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's in Montana, <laughs> dog! But what the fuck? I've never heard of that city before. Mid... Well, Montana's like north in the middle. Okay. Um, surprisingly, right below... Saskatchewan, which is where Chia's from. Um, but I often think, not often, like I'm not just fucking thinking about Montana all the time. But I have thought, what if my parents never left Montana? You know what I'm saying? Like, because they left when I was a baby, came to California. But what if they stayed in Montana? What would my life be now? Would I still be a fucking YouTuber? Probably not. Yeah. Or would I still be like, you know, on TV and doing Wild and Out? Probably not, because my... I mean, yeah, I maybe, potentially, maybe I could be an entertainer in another way, but, you know, growing up in L.A., um, growing up with the friends I grew up around, which was my very, like, you know, heavy, like, hip-hop influence was what kind of um, caused me to go, like, uh, start rapping and doing that shit and, put, and had me end up on Wild and Out. If I was in Montana, would I be doing this shit? Highly doubtful, you know what I'm saying? I might, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I might be fucking. I don't know. Who knows? What are they doing in Montana? I might be like, I mean, I might be on Naked and Afraid right now. Uh, <laughs> guess what? You would have been even more famous. <laughs> Who knows, man? Like, I've thought about like, what if my dad never chose to move us to the states and we stayed in Korea? Mm. Like, how different would I would be? Yeah. You know what my mom says? She goes, I guarantee if you stayed in Korea, you would have been a uh, fucking like in the mafia. <laughs> she was like, your personality set doesn't fit well with Korean like society. Mm. Like, it was a good thing that we moved you here. Right. <laughs> Into the ghettos. <laughs> so I would have been, right. Oh, so you just made me realize, okay, yeah, maybe I would have been the same Tim, but maybe the style was different. Maybe I still would have been funny, but I would just would have been the funny token Asian kid in a, in a fucking room of uh, white boys. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you this though, man. Like, uh, it's weird when I look back at this. 
I, I'm kind of very grateful for the fact that we did get to struggle because we have so many weird, funny stories from it, mm -hmm. right? And some of the people that I meet that are the most uninteresting people are the people who've always had everything good in their life. Mm -hmm. They've never had to think outside of stuff that's right in front of them. Mm -hmm. So the creativity portion isn't really there. This isn't for everybody, but you know, you do see it a lot with young celebrities who grew up with a lot. They have to try so hard to be different. They have to try to be this different thing so they stand out among the rest. Because of, because the struggle gives you character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you grow up without having to struggle, like what is your character except for like, oh, this kid's weird, right? Like yeah. on purpose. And that is one of my like low-key fears with Veda, bro. Like, you know, we're look, I got I got some money right now, guys. You know, we got a nice house. Definitely nicer than the fucking one bedroom apartment that I grew up with my parents in Long Beach, you know? So it's like I look at her now, and of course the goal is to like give her everything I didn't have growing up and give her a great life. Not and, me. But <laughs> Truman Show, my kids. That I, you know what? And I'd be thinking that too. I'm like, is there something in telling her that we're actually not as well off as we are, making her feel like, okay, we are struggling, but it's going to be so hard because like our house is really nice. <laughs> and like yeah, the house is going to be the hard part to hide. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm going I'm we're going to be in a poor little house and the but in the basement is hella nice and that's where I stay most of the time. <laughs> and they'll just never fucking know. They're also going to work at a black beauty supply store. <laughs> and they're going to be called Gook and Chink. <laughs> that, that's your kids names? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to put them through struggles too. <laughs> uh, you know, I, look, I I and I, I think about that all the time and I'm like and I try to look at celebrity kids who I feel like they look grounded um, they're not like super entitled my main fear is like I do not want Veda to grow up a little entitled little spoiled girl you know yeah. what I'm saying did I tell you about the Uber driver that said something that uh, kind of really stuck with me in terms of raising my daughter really did I tell you this mm -mm. okay let me tell you dog so okay no, I, I already one of my main goals is to not have Veda be an entitled pretty girl, right? Mm -hmm. Because, of course, we grew up in L.A., you know what I'm saying? And now Instagram world. Uh, Different there, game. There are a lot of girls who, um, you know, feel like they can just kind of succeed just off their looks, right? I know Veda's going to be a very pretty girl. She already is. She's beautiful, right? So the last thing I want for her is to be one of these girls who is only reliant on her looks and she feels like she can just get whatever she wants because of... Uh, how she looks, right? Um, so I really want her to not be spoiled and 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 uh, princessed too much because I've I've dated that type of girl who feels like she does no wrong. She doesn't have to change anything about herself. Um, anytime affection is owed to her, yes, like a everything is owed to her. You feel yeah. me? And I just don't want that for her. Um, so I'm I try to be careful to not always give her everything she wants, but it's difficult, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to fucking, how do you scold a, a, a little beautiful little baby looking up at you, little baby girl? Like, it gets hard, right? Get, you, just to give you guys a heads up, he is the soft one in the relationship. <laughs> yeah. He is the soft one, dude. Mm -hmm. He is the man with no boundaries. It's hard for him. I'll be like, okay, baby, whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want, right? And um, it's, it's difficult because I always try to keep that in the back of my mind. Okay, so I was with an Uber driver the other day, 
who was playing me his music, which was really good. He's an older dude, sexy dude, fucking salt and pepper beard and shit. Silver like, Fox. Silver Fox to the max. This motherfucker was, he was sexy just with his mask on. And then like we actually exchanged Instagrams because I really fucked with his music and I fucked with what he was saying to me. And I saw him with the mask off. So I was like, this motherfucker, why is this fool acting? Yeah. Like, he looks great. <laughs> Anyways. So we're talking. He found out I got a year and a half old daughter, right? He's like, ah, oh, he probably, she probably got you wrapped around her, your finger, huh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, man, look, be careful with that. He's like, that's what I regret with my eldest daughter, who's, I think, 17 or 18, 19. <laughs> she's a bitch. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. He's like, he's 19. She's 19. He's like, I really tried to fix it with my second daughter. He's like, because here's the thing, man. When you let these girls um, grow up uh, entitled like that, you're setting them up for future heartache. And that really stuck out to me. Because right? you're to find out the world's not like that. Exactly. And in the back of my mind, I was already like, I just don't want her to be annoying and spoiled, right? Mm-hmm. But when he put it into the perspective that her mindset is going to ruin her like future relationships and just things she gets into in the future where I realized, oh, I know girls who got everything they wanted growing up. So now they are, you know, they refuse to acknowledge the faults within themselves. It's always your fault. Because they get into these relationships now and they're, they refuse to accept that they're, that they did anything wrong. So they're always fucking single. They're always lonely. Um, and they refuse to acknowledge that maybe it's their fault. No, 100%, man. This is one of the things that I know a lot of people might, you know, you can have your own opinion, but this is my opinion about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a couple of conversations with uh, uh, teachers and educators about this. Mm-hmm. I actually really dislike it when um, parents call their kids kings and queens. Mm-hmm. It's it, So <clears throat> I've already disliked that in general because mm-hmm. I don't like the sense of entitlement that already a young generation has. Mm-hmm. Like, because they keep reading memes and they have these conversations about you are owed everything. You are owed nothing. Mm-hmm. You earn everything, mm-hmm. right? And kings and queens don't earn shit. Oh, that's 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 a fire point. So, and to me, it was just speculation. But I have two friends who are elementary school students, and since they told me a similar story about like kids in their class whose parents always call them kings and queens, and they treat the other students like shit because they keep telling them you're 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 the best, you're mm-hmm. everything. So the way that they treat other people is that if they don't listen to them, I'm a king. You don't you don't listen to me. You're you're an idiot. Wow. So. A lot of the stuff that I feel like our generation has because now we're in this weird medium of like we didn't get a lot and now we do have a lot. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make sure that our kids never feel pain and discomfort. Right. And so when you do that, you, you like that guy said, you're setting them up for fucking failure. Right. And so that's that's the thing as educators that they're seeing in these young kids. Mm. They don't ever want to chastise their kids because mm. they're so worried about them being happy versus that than them being a better parent. Mm. I don't want to be their parent, I want to be their best friend. Mm. But you could be their friend, but like for example, like my parents, we get along great. I mean, my mom's kind of a skank ass hoe. No, <laughs> no, I love her. But I don't love her any less, mm-hmm. right? Like we still love our parents. Did you love her when your dad was fucking her? You're a terrible person. This is why I don't tell him anything. Because he always uses it against me. Did you love her when your dad was also fucking your mom? But, uh, yeah. What the fuck was I saying? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, you, you said yeah, you, you and your, your parents get along. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I see it a lot, too, where sometimes, like, with my friends, like, like I had a conversation, like, a, like a few months back. It was earlier this year. But a friend of mine was asking, right, because I'm just hyper-opinionated about everything. Mm-hmm. He goes, 
do you think that I spoiled my kids? And the first thing I said was, number one, I don't have kids, so you're asking the wrong person. Right. Because the things that I feel right now might change when I have my own kids. So Fair. I don't want to say things that are definite because I don't know. I might be that asshole that I'm being critical of. Right. But he goes, just fuck all that. Tell me what you think. Mm. I was like, okay, this is what I think. I was like, I think your kid is a little brat, mm. right? And he goes, yeah, I understand. That's why you guys don't want to kick it with us a lot. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is what I see. This is what you guys do. With your kid, he'll do something really fucked up. Like? And, and then, like, for example, like, we're eating at the table. He'll start throwing shit and screaming. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be like, hey, this is not how we behave at the table. He'll do it again, but he'll throw the fork and it hit somebody's face. And then you'll start cracking up. And then you tell him it's okay. Your kid is so, is smart enough to know what he can and can't get away with. You think that he's this dumb, like, autonomous thing. He's, uh, like semi-autonomous thing he's not he knows that if you do it does it multiple times you'll eventually find it funny mm. and he'll continue to do it mm. that's why he does it every time we go out to eat and that's why we don't like going out to eat with you mm. so you ever notice like lately like i'm different i'll tell you like hey don't come with your kid mm -hmm. but nobody else does and that's why we haven't kicked it with you because you guys don't control your kid mm. i was like you grew up so fucking poor and i knew how poor you grew up mm -hmm. you're so scared to tell your kid no because you feel bad when you didn't have things when you were a kid mm. so you're you're putting your own like problem onto your child so instead of being a parent you're trying to be his best friend mm -hmm. and that shit he was he started like tearing up mm. he started like you know all this other shit yeah which i understand right but i said to him listen don't take it to heart i don't have a kid yeah but if you're asking me what i think now this is what i'm observing because i just observe shit yeah but right? hopefully like when i have a kid i'm doing the same thing you could say the same thing back to me mm -hmm. you know yeah but since then he's been trying mm -hmm. you know and then he started going to like um like I don't know what it's called, but it's like kid therapy type of shit for him to understand like kids' behaviors and stuff. Mm. And now he's understanding like different things and he said it's gotten a lot better. But it's a struggle, bro. Like it really is, you know. Um, not gonna lie, you know, when Veda does like uh uh bad girl things, it makes me laugh. <laughs> and I try not to laugh. It's hard. Be because I know. And like even I would hate if Veda turned into one of those girls, one of those one, I would hate if Veda turned into one of those babies that just be cussing all the time. And so we are trying to be more conscious of our language that we use around her. And the other day, talk, fuck, I cracked up and I was trying not to. Um, Chia was like, hey, okay, watch Veda real quick. I'm going to go pee. So Chia goes to go pee. Closes the door. Veda just immediately walks into the bathroom after, opens the door, goes in. And she is like, damn it. And then I hear Veda go, damn it. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, oh, my God. I started dying. She was like, no, no, Veda, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. But I'm like, oh, shit, it's starting. Yeah. Because she's really now beginning to pick up words and stuff. And that was the first, like, almost kind of cuss word. I was like, oh. You know what? Just, I've I've also seen the other way around where uh, parents do curse, but the kids don't curse at all. Was like some wine? Yes, uh, because they've made it a point to let their kids know like this is adult talk. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're when you're older, if you choose to do it, you can. But in the house, we don't use those words. Mm. Um, and it has worked that way too. But I've also seen where I had a, where uh, a buddy of mine <clears throat> had a call out a friend of ours because she would always bring her kids around us all the time. Mm. But this is adult time. I'm talking about like barbecues and shit. And we're chopping it up, talking, and we're cursing or whatever. And I remember at this barbecue, she snapped at me. She goes, can you stop cursing in front of my kid? Mm. And then my friend stepped in for me. And he goes, hey, you're the bad parent because we're at a barbecue party and at a 4th of July party drinking, getting smashed, and you brought your kid to this. Mm. So you're the bad parent. Don't yell at David because he's cursing. Like, everybody's cursing. And you, it's like you, you and he got fucking mad he goes you keep doing that shit like you keep bringing your kid to these events and getting mad at us for doing adult shit when your kid is not at a playground wow 
You know, because mm-hmm. I wanted to say that, but he did it for me because I think he probably got chewed out a little bit too. So he mm-hmm. goes, "You should apologize," but she she refused to. She goes, "No, you guys are cursing in front of my kids." And I'm like, "Don't come out anymore." Yeah, like this isn't. We're not at your house. Seriously, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're at our backyard mm-hmm. while we're drinking, and you bring a fucking eight year old around us. What mm-hmm. the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, you stupid bitch. Guess what? She's no longer a friend. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, wh- then I'm gonna call you a bitch too. That's right. And I hope you're dead. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. (coughs) If you're dead, then your kid would be sad. Yeah. So I hope you're not dead. And guess what? (laughs) Your dad's fucking your mom. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, man. uh, You know, it's it's, it's definitely something I, um, it's always in my mind. Ah, you're you're a great parent though, man. Like I think like we're all gonna learn as we go, and you know whatever you learn, too, I'm gonna be asking when I have my kid too, because mm-hmm. I don't know shit right now, man. And I keep telling people like, don't ask me about what to do with kids. I don't have kids, right? You know, like it's all different. We always think that we know everything until it happens to us. So yeah. I'm only thinking about maybe what would happen. I uh, I just hit up fucking congrats to uh, Don Benjamin and Leanne V because they are also expecting, oh, and. Wow. Uh, I texted his ass because they invited me to their anniversary party. And at first I was like, yeah, cool. I'll pull up because I had to miss their wedding because, you know, Veda was like, you know, we didn't want to travel That's with Veda. That's a handsome man, dude. That's a handsome, too handsome that almost. Dude, dude, man, that dude, yeah. You think my dick won't get up? Hey, right, show me some Don Benjamin. Oh, look into those eyes? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but when I look at Leanne V, I go... <laughs> yes, I do not look at other women anymore. My penis automatically. <laughs> but they invited me to their wedding anniversary party. I couldn't make it. And um, I texted them. I was like, hey, bro, my fault. You know, um, just can't make it. And then um, then I found out on Instagram that they had at their party announced that she was pregnant. And not only was it a pregnancy announcement, it was also a gender reveal same night. Um, so... I was like, hey, bro, play dates. I texted him, and but I, I hit him. I was like, hey, you know, like me and Don, like we don't kick it, but we're cool. But, you know, you you kind of automatically want to be like, hey, bro, if you got any new dad questions, let me know. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this shit for a year and a half now. <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? I kind of know, know some things. He was like, oh, definitely I'm going to hit you with some questions because it's crazy, man. That's going to be a pretty ass little baby, dude. Oh, that baby's going to be beautiful. For Already going to have 200,000 followers on oh, Instagram. Oh, a beautiful baby. <laughs> Before just, it's even born. Just this beautiful little king baby with the worst, corniest videos ever, man. <laughs> it's gonna, <laughs> the most unfunniest videos, man. Look, <laughs> the baby's going to come out. The baby's going to come out holding... Holding an advertisement for <laughs> for fucking uh, waist trainers. <laughs> it's just going to be doing voiceover videos all the time. Dude. <laughs> hey, people like their videos, David. I, uh, listen, I'm, I'm a comic. I just make jokes. <laughs> all right. Those two people are fantastic, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're great. They're great. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for watching another episode of News Behind the Foods. I'm Tim Chantarangsu. And I'm David So. Thank you for watching your favorite podcast, Better Than Genius Brain, Better Than No Chaser, <laughs> um, better, than, better Than All the Podcasts Combined. Um, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, follow us on everything. Buy Secret Society. Buy Goody. Oh, Goody Brand Jolly Bay t-shirts are still available on the website. Jolly Bay. These are inspired by my music video for Pillow Pet because I'm in a giant bucket of Jolly Bee gravy. Um, 
And uh, also shout out to Jollibee for, you know, just popping and being named the best fried chicken chain. And um, if you uh, if you if you love me and if you love David, you'll buy from our clothing brand. So thanks. Like, comment, subscribe. Bye. Bye. Yo, it's the dudes behind the food. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.